Hello. Welcome. Oh, was I just getting started too early? We're just getting started. We're ready. We Today's ready topic to is fun. It is. It's about the gold. The gold. Yes. Are we starting? Should we just start? Start with the cheers. 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 Hello. Cheers. Get off your phone. Sure. Are y'all oh, yeah. Me? So, guys, phones, y'all are going to hear phones, okay. a new little voice well, it's here. It's more today. of a um, research. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't really need it, but it would be nice to have. So, if he wants to look at his notes, that's sure. That's, that's okay. fine. So, y'all mm. are going to hear another angelic voice today. Our first guest. This is Tracy. Hi, guys. And he's going to help us tell this story. Because we're both really bad at summarizing. The story of the lost Confederate gold. Dun, dun, dun. That's dun, what today's dun. podcast is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Take a big long sip like I just did, guys. Yeah. So what do y'all know about it so far? Okay. So it has to do with the Civil War, mm-hmm. the Union against the Confederates, and then when Robert E. Lee surrendered, he warned Jefferson Davis and... Basically, when they were going to go collect all their money, the gold, the silver, they all of a sudden lost it or couldn't find it. They didn't have as much money. So the conspiracy is that they hid it along the way that night that they were escaping when they had surrendered. That's right. And so it's basically still lost to this day, and it's a big, huge treasure hunt. Yeah. And the conspiracy about it, the conspiracy part is that we think that it's for – well – it's theorized that it was buried and hidden for a future Confederate uprising. Yeah. What do we get? So it's good. Yeah, so it's I, our prize. No, it's very... Write us. Muy bueno. Ooh. Oh. Letter. Oh. I need a letter. That is one other Espanol. thing. Tracy Spanglish is very good. <laughs> that's, that's very good. I think one of the things that's important to this, and the part that like I get the most excited about, is not necessarily the lost Confederate gold, but all the things kind of going around us at that point. Uh. So I think that you got to think about like kind of what's going on in the years like coming preceding the Civil War. Like and what? So I mean, there's a the Civil War is often to me it's it's like a moment in time. It's very mm-hmm. short. It was something, but it's almost taken on like a life of its own in American folklore, and, and as it should. But really, it was an act to carry out further things. So what? ultimately there was, was there was a huge um, economic value to having slaves, and you can't lose that fact. And it wasn't just the Confederate States of America, it was actually all through the Caribbean. But you don't think there's value in having slaves. Let's just, well, let me just not, like edit you real fast. And you got to think about the time that they were in. Like This was not necessarily socially acceptable, but it was definitely business acceptable. Yeah. I think that there were businesses where you absolutely knew that you had to have a lot of manpower to get something done. And, um, you know, cotton, sugar, rice, um, these were all tobacco. Those were huge. You came into the United States and because you, (laughs) you came in the United States, you were given thousands of acres as a land grant just because. And so what are you going to do with this land? If you don't have the means to do stuff with it, it's not, you know, husband and a wife going to go farm a bunch of land. That's not how this works. And so if we the reason... owned land back in the day, I would never work it at all. Cause I've never worked in. A but you know, what's before. interesting is the transform from land grants to slavery to currency because a currency is our current slavery basically. 
Yeah, I mean, so any time that you want to really analyze something, you don't have to dig too deep to find out that there has to be an economic gain in it or people just aren't going to do it. And, and to me, that's the important piece here is, is that what ended up happening was there was a subversive group. It wasn't even subversive. Think about if you have people of like minds, like today's equivalent to meetup groups. These are people that all enjoy or, or work in the same field, and they all meet up and kind of talk about how to do things. The, um, there was a group called the Knights of the Golden Circle. And the Knights of the Golden Circle were essentially a group that started out as wanting to um, uh, pull together all of the southern states. And they wanted to pull together the southern states plus uh, all the way to Texas, the Yucatan Peninsula, the Caribbean, Southern America, and basically say, we're not a part of the United States. We want to form our own country, our own democracy, oh, our own wow. government because we are all slaveholding states and we all share in the same economic trade. And imagine surrounding the Caribbean with these, um, these like-minded people that Pros. farmed. They were agrarian society and they wanted to pull together these people to be able to do this. They did not like the way the United States was going. They didn't like the fact that Northern aggression was saying that they couldn't make a living the way they wanted to make a living. Northern states, you know, if you look at it, um, the South went all the way up to Baltimore mm -hmm. because they could Nathan farm Dixon. all of that, right? And so, but north of that, they weren't farming society, so they didn't understand the need to do this. They were a... a Merchants they, and Yeah, shit. and so they built stuff, right? And so what happened was the Knights of the Golden Circle essentially wanted to pull together all of these, these states and say, you know what, United States, we're not a part of you anymore. We're forming our own government, our own country. Um, when uh, the North started in, um, coming down and saying, listen, you know, as, as the United States, we're, we, we are um, going to be a society that doesn't believe in slavery and doesn't do those things, um, you start to see the Knights of the Golden Circle really start to um, push, their, uh, push their agenda. And I think this is very important because when you start to look at the lost gold, mm -hmm. you start to look at why is the gold being buried? What are they yeah. looking to do? over some period of time, right? Yeah. And they didn't go out and take the gold plan. and like spend it. They actually, yeah. the belief is, and this is where you get to the conspiracy is, they wanted to actually um, start a second Save civil it. war. Yeah. Right? So they so, wanted to finance this second uprising that would allow them to actually succeed in what they were trying to do. So I, um, <clears throat> I have information and a question. So they actually, and we talked about this, um, are are semi-related or somewhat similar to Masons. They're so similar. does that mean that they so where so were the Knights of the Golden Circle did they start in Europe? Was it Europe included in this or were they all in the southern states? No, so they were um, they were similar to the Masons in that their um, the uh, the founder of the Knights of the Golden Circle was actually a Mason. And so he leveraged a lot of their traditions but by no means do I want to say that the Masons and the KGC were like the same group. No, they were they not weren't. the same group at so all. So did they start the Confederate Army? Or were um, they completely separate from? No, but the, the belief is, if, so think about this. If you are the Confederate States of America and you are going to basically secede from the nation, where do you get your treasury? Where do you get the money where to back funded? this huge initiative that a, an entire country has? And now you're separating and you've got to be able to finance not only a government but a war. And so the, the belief is, is that the Knights of the Golden Circle, plus many other conspiracies, well, actually many other facts and conspiracies that kind of bloom out from here, um, the, um, 
the southern states major export was cotton so um, if you look at it you look at the textile industry across the world textile people people in the textile business are going to want to help the confederate states succeed because they want to keep their money coming in exactly right and so uh, the united states um, pleaded to france to help with with that and france actually napoleon said no we're not going to help with it but they did got they got about 15 million dollars in that time of major investors from uh, France to actually invest because they were in the textile trade and they needed that cotton to keep coming. Another backing of it was the KGC. The KGC had a was huge vested interest and it in was war. major business people within the South, within the North, and within Canada yes. that actually wanted to fund and see that the South succeed. I mean, there were businessmen in, in the North that wanted to see the South succeed. So the idea here is, is that when Jefferson Davis fled, right, um, he fled knowing that the government, that they, the war had been lost, and he was leaving. So there were essentially two trains that left out of Richmond. There was his train with all of his cabinet and the government officials. Mm-hmm. And then there was the actual uh, train that, that had um, what's considered a the lost gold. And they both left, and they went on a journey, and they were heading down to Georgia ultimately, and then west um, from there. Um, over time, what ended up happening is is that um, it all left like it was supposed to, and it was always very well recorded. So, like they knew, they said any given time how much they knew that they had along the way, and um, at some point, there's loss of where it went. So, I'm gonna say I did learn that okay, Richmond, Virginia, since that was like the Confederate headquarters. That first flight, when he scrambled and once it fell, they got the fuck out of there so fast. And they just gathered everything they could. There was no ledger until that next stop. And they think, like, it was buried. I always say I just don't understand how you can get away with that. Like, if if it's a real war and you actually surrender. Well, think about the the technology. There was no, like, tracking. There was no nothing. Like, you could get away with murder. Yeah, and you've got to understand that from a background standpoint, that the reason why, from a conspiracy standpoint, like, why is the conspiracy there? Like, so the background is, is that there was a much bigger hand at play than just what what we talk about. And the reason why you hide the gold is because you want to rise up again, the South will yeah. rise again. Like, you want that, they want that second Civil War. They want to be able to go back. So that's the reason why it's believed that they hid the gold and it really supposedly did not get taken over time. Like they hit it. That's the conspiracy. And they're going to use that gold again. And there's now there's gold hidden all over the United States, like a dozen states, all the way from California mm-hmm. to or Michigan, Atlanta to California. There was just something in Pennsylvania. I mean, there's just all sorts James of James said that supposedly there's some buried at his Meemaw's house in Mississippi. Sure. So, I mean, that's, cool. that's kind of the folklore and that's the, that's the belief behind it and that it will be done. And then over time, They've had people actually watching over the gold called Sentinels, and the yes. Sentinels worked Ooh. for the KGC, or not worked for so them, but they, they were members of the, the past generation. generation. And then over time, I'll talk about if that you one. want to believe it, they've essentially they've it's faded away, right? Like it would have happened by now, like it's it's gone. Um, there's a belief. This is where you're going to go. So there's a belief that um, Jesse James. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse James actually was the controller of the money for the KGC. Um, and so there cool. wasn't just one Jesse James. There were multiple Jesse James, and it was a moniker called Jesse James. And they were stealing federal government money off trains and these th- and from the banks to actually fund the KGC to have the Second Rising. 
And that's actually oh, a very, wow. very, that's another conspiracy that you could go into, like we could speak to you for Jesse hours. Jesse James, though. Just as Jesse James was a, a bank robber. He stole more money than anyone one, in yes. the history of the United States. And what they were saying is, is that Jesse James was actually multiple people. And since Jesse James became so known for being this villainous bank robber, anytime you showed up and you said, I'm Jesse James, people would hand the money over. Oh, yeah. And so okay. they had and multiple they really Jesse James picture. running around Dang, the country yeah. doing this. And, and the belief is that Jesse James stole millions and millions of dollars even in our own, our own uh, monetary value. And he, did, he lived the life of a cowboy and a pulper. He didn't like, have a lot of money. He didn't flaunt his money at all. And the belief is that he was stealing a lot of this federal money and bank money for, to back, for, to back this, this back up. And that's another huge conspiracy within the KGC, within the hidden gold. That's, it just kind of keeps going and going and, and blossoming, really, all these conspiracies that kind of go with it. Right. Okay, so about the Knights of the Golden Circle, are they believed to still be around today? No, they're not still believed around today. Actually, so what ended up um, happening is after the Civil War, they believed to became, they were a, so the Knights of the Golden Circle is not a conspiracy. It was a real organization that really existed with this stated purpose. I think of the KKK. It's not the KKK. So it's not associated with the KKK at all. I know, but in my head, I just think about pointed. They probably have the same beliefs. So actually, the Ku Klux is Greek for circle. But it's, okay. I mean, it's a circle of clan of members. And so there might be a loose connection there because there were people in the Knights of the Golden Circle that actually eventually were in the KKK too. But it's not believed that they were really connected other than their beliefs around slavery and things like that. But the, okay. yeah. the but KGC not. was a very well-funded organization by, very, by people, very wealthy people. And the KKK was never really thought like to have that Bohemian same thing. Bohemian Grove. Oh, that's a separate... I know. The KKK is more like evil, demonic, like... KKK is more of, I think of KKK as more, more of like a, hey, extremist. white supremacy, white, yeah. you know, white this, that, and the other. The KGC was an organization who definitely backed slavery for f- big financial gains. But there was no racial component to it, really. They okay. just wanted the economy to stay the same. And yeah. to prosper because at that time that was the number one. Well, they don't know anything else. Oh my gosh, like because they're used to you, their environment and their culture. Well, well, not it's only not, that, like, like these people were so fucking rich with these plantations, like, yeah, they yeah. Have thousands and thousands of acres. You're not going to come in and tell me how to do my business, right? Like, I know how to do my business, and if and my my business hinges on the use of of slaves to get it done. And Your business evaporates, and then what? The, and it was, and then what are we going to do wanna... next? Right, a yeah. whole society is gone that was based on this belief, and that's what the KGC is. You know, in... yeah, it's like the end of the world for them. What the fuck are they going to do? I know. So hey, so okay. I when I was doing a little, I, you know, I was going to rely on Tracy to really give us the background, the macro view. But so I don't know if you can speak to this, but I, I have something here. It says that when the Union troops were on the verge of invading New Orleans, Confederates quickly removed millions of dollars of gold to a safer location to the city of Columbus, Georgia. Yep, so there was, was, a, there was oh, a mint in New Orleans. Okay. And so they, since Iron New Bank. Orleans was in the uh, South, they removed all of the, anything of value within the mint. And that also was a part of the um, the treasury for okay. the Confederate states. So it said it, they they stored it. Okay, that makes sense. They stored it temporarily at the Iron Bank, 
and then uh, by and it was by William H. Young. Then in 1862, General P.G.T. Beauregard was ordered to take the gold from Young's Bank in Columbus, and he refused. And then he was forced; he was compelled to do so by force. And then, according to Beauregard, Beauregard's biography, what became of that coin is a mystery. So, is that the same treasury from Richmond, or is that completely different? You think? Um, I think it's all a little bit different. It, it depends on when it was held. So they don't think of there was one treasury and the treasury was just in Richmond. It was a big amount in Richmond. And I think this is where the, the conspiracy kind of takes a bunch of different different paths. So don't think of it as, so there was the train and the train that left from Richmond had all this um, gold and silver and bullions and bonds and stuff on it. And it went and, and lost. But at the same time... But they, what's the official story? Is the official story, like, the report that it was, quote-unquote, lost? There, There's times where they actually, along the way, they gave money out and said, here's, you You go got $2,000. You've got, which in that time was a lot of money, right? So when they left uh, Richmond, the ultimate goal was to get to South Carolina. Along the way, they had, um, there, there's documents, there's records of the fact that um, their treasurer had you know, given money to different people along the way to go carry out, do whatever, to go escape, to run. Um, but when they got to, by the time they got uh, deep into the South, and it's, I think it's pretty vague on to where the ultimate place was, um, they lost record of it at that point. When they found uh, Jefferson Davis, he was actually on a wagon train, right? So he had, he had now, and this is, um, uh, he had gotten off the train, actually wagon train going west, um, he had, you know, the story is he had no money on him at that point. And so the, the, wherever the money went or the gold went, it went at that point, you know, before that at some point. I think ultimately what happened is that just like anything, one, you had robberies. So there's, there's actually, there's yeah. talks about there was robberies. Yeah. I think you had people taking the money. I think that there were probably people who took the money that shouldn't have taken it. I think there's people who took the money that were supposed to take it. Mm -hmm. And I think that ultimately there's money hidden out there. The conspiracy is essentially is, you what know, are there for? large stashes of money out there that were hidden in various states to fund something of a South Rises again, a second civil war. And I think that's, that's really the heart of the conspiracy is, is does that happen or not? I think that was the intent I don't know. But, hey, quick fact. $2,000 in 1850 is $62,045 in today's currency. We have like a 3,000% inflation yeah. from that. Crazy, right? If, okay, if we want right now, so I can talk about a little bit of the, uh, kind of the path that it took, but what people are still doing today, like 150 years later, People are still. People spend their entire lives still looking for this shit. So, I mean, there's evidence that people have found recently in the past decade or so that have found this lost Confederate gold. Right? There well, are some people that have. Basically, six Virginia banks had their assets travel on that train as well as Jefferson Davis, his cabinets, and their money. So here's what totaled out. There was five hundred thousand dollars of Confederate treasury on the train that they cobbled, to, that they scrambled together to get the fuck out of Richmond, and that comes out to be about ten million dollars in today's money. The Virginia Bank had in today's money about nine million dollars on that train going out of Richmond with Jefferson Davis. So they had nineteen million dollars 
which was way enough to start another army. So, da-da-da-da. Once they got to their next stop, then they took the ledger and they found that $200,000 of Mexican silver coin was missing from that original $19 million in today's money, but $200,000 of Mexican gold coin was missing. And that was about 39 kegs full of Mexican silver. Yeah, I said gold, stop. but silver. So that's why Danville's hot, because they think that that's buried in Danville, because it didn't make it to the next stop. When you got to think, too, like this train is heading south with Jefferson Davis. The south has just surrendered. There's soldiers that are in chaos, and they know that this train is heading south with all of this loot. That's Julian joking. Do you think that, like, people aren't going to try to rob the train? Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, you think people aren't going to steal it? I mean, there's... There's no government at this point, at that time. And there's no protection. There's no protection. And so, you know, I mean, like I said, I think all on the way, I think that there's probably planned, themselves there's planned dispersals of, the, of that money. Yeah. And I think that there's unplanned dispersals of that money. Yeah. And, and another point I think in, you know, I think in rounding out kind of like why is when you are, I mean, you're basically at this point in a rogue state. You can't put this money in banks. No. They're going to be seized. Right? So you have to do what you can, which is to, you know, hide the money any way that you can. Yeah. And, you know, in my way of thinking is I bet it's in it's in a cellar somewhere, you know? It's been taken and traded in at some point. Because at that time, like, this is, like, so far beyond banks, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, the whole system is, is gone at this point. So, yeah, that's what they think, that some is buried in on plantations. There's some hidden in walls. And that's another point. Ooh, Today, walls. so this is an interesting story interesting during the Decoded episode. There's, the, I mean, just quintessential, like, this little guy called Bob Brugger. So he's been searching for this treasure for his whole life and very actively, like, for the last 30 years. Um, And this guy, he looks like a nut, but he's actually found about $200,000 in today's currency of just, like, coins. Wow, that's so Yeah, he's actually found it. But the way that he's found it is what is so interesting. So he thinks that his grandfather and his uncle were... KGC Sentinels. I cannot say this. Sentinels. Sentinels. And he grew up kind of hearing about it, and he thought that they were going to... And they seemed like they... Okay, another... I'm sorry, let me back up. So one thing that's kind of interesting about the KGC and their ties to stonemasons are their use of symbolism and codes. So he expected... That his grandfather and his uncle would share, he seemed to think that they had the keys to like understanding these codes, and these codes are supposed and symbols are supposed to lead you to where the treasure is buried along the rail. Oh my god, that's so, so cool! But they never told him. So he has he grew up in Arkansas and he saw like weird symbols carved onto trees and stuff like that, and he seemed to think that his family understood it, and that they were sentinels, and that he never got that. So he spent his whole life trying to decode all this stuff and so um that's so cool yeah and when they asked him like how long are you how long have you been you know searching for this he's like about 12 pair of boots (laughs) (laughs) so his so his approach is basically like each sign suggests a distance 
or a heading that leads to the next side. Um, basically, what he'll do if he finds a symbol or something, he'll draw a line from there to the next one he finds. And if they cross, he thinks that that intersection point has another clue or another direction to the next one. So it is literally a huge like treasure hunt. It 100% is. And what the KGC were known for were misleading clues and directions because they wanted to tire out treasure hunters so they would give up. But he never did his whole life. So that's what he's actually... And he looks like a nut, but he's actually failed stuff. So an, one interesting aspect to this is something called the Bible tree, which is really, really well known. Um, and it is a tree that is literally carved up with numbers, letters, symbols. So one part of the Bible tree refers to a Bible passage, 1 Thess Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. For our exhortation was not of deceit, nor of uncleanness, nor in guile. So basically what that, what's that saying, like, it was for a good cause. They're not like, sorry. It's, it's okay. It's, it's not fine. evil. Right. And so... Just because they said that? I mean, like, are they giving a reason why? Of the, well, that's part of the clues. Like, they're, like, of that Bible tree. So, it's covered. So, there's 60 carvings that they <clears> believe <throat> are a part of a code for something. They've... So the yeah. codes that they have lead them back to it was the Masonic code and became the KGC code. Yeah. And so now they believe that these trees are, and these trees and different things, are, are directions to yeah. how do you get to the lost goal. So another Bible verse was Matthew six nineteen through 21, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. And there's a heart on the tree. Ooh. So, but here's an, here's an interesting fact, like, Back then, you know, everyone read their Bible and they had it memorized. So you wouldn't, like, I had to look this stuff up, but, like, everyone knew inherently because they read their Bibles every day. Like, they had all this stuff memorized. So, what, did it have the, the passage, like, the Bible no, verse? Or? No, no. It, it, it's all symbols. There's, it, like, they didn't carve it out. And like, they knew the Bible verse from the symbol? Yeah. Damn. Exactly. Yeah. So, only... So, during this time, only a really small part of the treasure was actually found by the federal government in 150 years. Like, just a very tiny bit. But the whereabouts of the two big caches remain in question. So, there's the 39 kegs of Spanish reales worth something like $16 million today. Um, and there's about, let's see, yeah, $179,000 in stolen private bank funds. And then there's a missing chest of donated jewelry that disappeared while well in federal hands. Oh. Mm -hmm. Hmm. All right. Well. Okay. Should we? Um, okay. It. So what do you think? I, I totally think that the, that is out there. Do you think the Union, do you think the North stole it back and hit it? Or do you think the Confederates? I think everything. Hit, yeah. Oh, totally. I do too. I think a little bit of everything. So is this in the history books? No. Is this? this is not what you learn in school. No, and that's, yeah, so that's like, I, I, I don't know why. Well, I mean, like I said, I think that the whole idea of, you know, the Knights of the Golden Circle, it's not been until recently, in the last 10 years, that people, I think, have, you know, actively talked about right. it. And I think that you study America, American history, it's American history. It's about America. But, Which I didn't pay attention to. What the Knights of the Golden Circle is talking about is not America. It's anti-America. Do and we know, like, who was in the KGC? Yeah, you can look it up. They have notable, like, people that are in there. 
Okay. This was a good one. Was so, it? Yeah. 100%. This is a lot more factual than well, all of our others have ever been. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> to our sponsor hey, for joining I us. Take this, I want to take a jeweling video. Okay. We're jeweling and joking. Hashtag jeweling and joking. Yes. Solid gold. Solid gold. Hidden gold. Yeah, this podcast, this episode. <laughs> gold. Well... Um, okay, so I think we should let our special guest speaker sign off. Oh, and I do want to say, because I know that we mentioned this in a previous episode that we're probably going to redo and not air, but our sign-off, it's nothing to do with like religion. It's in honor of my beautiful and sweet mama, because she ends every phone call with, I love you, God bless you, and trust no one. So that's why we sign off like that. And Tracy... I love you. God bless you, and trust no one. <laughs> yes. so good. That was like NPR Sexy. voice. Nice. Bye. Bye. Bye.